Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 45th episode of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. All right, two things before we get started. If you're enjoying my podcast, you will for sure enjoy listening to my best-selling award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. And you can listen to that on Audible. And also, many of you have told me how much these podcasts have helped you. And if that's you, can you go to iTunes and give me a five-star review? This will help other moms like you find this podcast. Okay, in this episode, we are going to talk about mom, it's not personal. Now, I know that when I said mom, it's not personal, for some of you, there could be a million alarms that go off in your brain like WTF. You too. What I mean by that is that you've heard this many times before. A typical scenario can be that your husband is away on a work trip and returns home and walks in the door to a house full of drama and you approach him and tell him what's been going on and you say in a very passionate tone, honey, you're not going to believe what she did or what he said to me. And he sees that you are upset or angry or frustrated, and he calmly says, just don't take it personally. And you're thinking, that's it? That's all you got? I need some help here. And you're just saying, don't take it personally. And I can tell you that this mom and dad won't be snuggling happily in their bed together that night. But we are still going to talk about it's not personal. And my intention here is not to blow off your feelings. It is to protect your heart and your energy. Taking it personally can cause so much anxiety, hurt, anguish, sadness. It just sucks the life out of you. And many moms who hear, it's not personal, think, of course it is. And they say, Colleen, when my daughter or son says, I hate you, or you're ruining my life, It's said to my face, so it's personal. I mean, she's saying it to me. He's the one that's lied to my face. He is the one who disobeys me. She's the one who slams the door in my face or rolls her eyes at me when I try to talk to her. And I'm the one that has been devoting all my time and energy into my teen. So, Colleen, yes, it is personal. And to these moms, I say, well, it is but it isn't. And that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. So what does taking it personally really mean? Well, I researched this and here's what I found. Taking things personally is a sign of low self-esteem. When you take things personally, you might be sensitive to the words or actions of others, or you interpret things in a negative way. Or Someone you've allowed into your heart says something shaming or hurtful, such as, you only think about yourself, or how can you be so stupid? 
we're likely to feel the pain of being judged and criticized. It hurts to be viewed as an object with horrible traits rather than being seen in our wholeness. Or, when we take things personally, we are giving certain individuals more power over us than they deserve or should ever be allowed to have. Or, when you take things personally, you perceive that there may be a high price to pay if you disagree or challenge them. Now, I find there is a lot of truth in these statements, but they are said from that academic ivory tower. And, you know, I might have said those things before I had my own teenage daughter. What I've seen in my own life and the many moms that I've counseled and coached is that we tend to take things more personally from our teenage daughter than our sons. And I know that's not always true. But as moms, we've poured our heart and souls, and it feels like our lifetime work into our teens, and we expect something good back. This is a relationship, and we love them, and they mean the world to us. And when they say something mean or rude, it shakes us to the core. And that expression, parenting is a thankless job, exponentially multiplies times 10 during the teenage years. And that's, that is hard for us. I mean, it's really hard. So what are some of the things that you can take personally? Your teen used to be your little companion and would love to spend time with you and go on errands. They wanted your attention and would tell you what's going on. It just just felt easy. And then all of a sudden, they shut you out and parents say things like, Why won't you talk to me? Why, why, why won't you go anywhere with me? Or you pick your teen up from school and their head is down looking at their phone. During dinner, their head is down looking at their iPhone. You go in your daughter's room, and she shoes you away because she's on a laptop, and you feel, you know, I can't win over social media. Your son says, "Um, I'm going to go hang out with my friends, and you ask him, are you done with your homework? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I am. And then you check his online grades to find out that he has a bunch of zeros and hasn't turned any homework in for the past month. You can't believe he lied to you. Or you prided yourself that you could keep your daughter in line. It was easy for you to get her to do her chores and help out in the house, get her homework done. You've been able to have a good grasp of her friends and you know their parents. She's been respectful and wouldn't talk back. You feel you had everything under control. But lately, you feel like you've just lost all control and that she's fighting you at every level. Or... You go the extra mile for her, if it's getting the dress, the hair, the shoes, the makeup, so she would be ready for homecoming. You expect that at least she will be grateful or in a good mood. Instead, she's more entitled and demanding than ever and in a bad mood. And you actually find yourself doing more, and she seems to be less and less appreciative. And the hardest is the verbal attacks, and this is where girls can be worse than boys. The daughters know exactly what to say that will really hurt. It's like they know our worst fears and then scream it in our faces. When my daughter was a young teen, she had ADD and could get really angry quickly and would say things without thinking. And they would hurt and sometimes feel devastating. Like the first time my daughter yelled, and yeah, it was the first time, um, I hate you. And when she said that, Everything in me just went blank. 
I thought, all the things I've done for you and sacrificed for you and gone out of my way for you, and that's how you see me? And yes, I shed tears over that one. But the good news is that I learned that even that was not personal, which I'll talk about later. Why taking it personal is so painful and causes so much suffering. Good moms are very attuned to their teens. They also open their hearts to them and therefore are sensitive to the words or actions of their sons or daughters. It never feels good to be judged or criticized and seen in a terrible light. It does hurt to be viewed with horrible traits. So we feel this deeply. It makes us sad, angry, resentful, frustrated, and despondent. But I think one of the worst feelings for moms is that feeling of rejection. I had one mom tell me that it feels like she is back in middle school and that her daughter is the mean girl who leaves mom out. Mom admits that she is sad because she feels rejected by her teen. You know, rejection never feels good, even if it's your teenager, and, or especially when it's your teenager. And it's easy to feel emotionally blackmailed by your teen. We can feel dependent on our daughters to feel good about ourselves. We want our daughters to like us, or sons to like us, to appreciate us, to validate us. We want something back from them. You want your teen to be nice to you so you can feel okay. So it can feel really risky to bring up something that can make them mad. And we want to do everything that we can to avoid their judgment. A lot of what we take personal is that relational piece. And this makes sense when you're looking at an adult relationship because adults should not treat each other that way. Your friend wouldn't be your friend if she treated you that way. However, none of this makes sense when you're talking about that wild, crazy immaturity of the teenager in their teenage brain. I'm going to explain why it's not personal, but first let's talk why taking things personally is not helpful to you or your teen. All right, so why taking things personally is not helpful to you or your daughter or your son. Well, first, taking things personally feels horrible for you. There's a lot of unnecessary suffering or anger that you experience, which causes you to count the days till she leaves for camp or leaves for good. When you feel it's personal, you're triggered. It feels like every other time you were rejected or you felt like you didn't matter or you felt invisible. You can obsess. It opens up a ton of folders in your brain's computer screen that have been closed for decades. One bad feeling leads to another bad feeling and then to a new worry and a new fear. I had one mother say to me who set a boundary with her daughter, I can't believe how rude my daughter was to me. And then the next sentence, she said, I'm afraid that when my daughter goes to college, she's never going to come home. When you are triggered, worried, obsessing, and replaying that situation in your head a million times, you are in the lower part of the brain, which is where the stress response is. Some call it the lizard brain. But it's not the part of the brain that you need to parent well. You are offline from that. Because of that, you're not clear. You don't have all the superpowers of your higher brain. You can't access strategy, logic, big picture, perspective, creativity, innovation, problem solving. This is why so many moms feel like they are being clear to their son or daughter, but really the only thing they are clear about is their feelings. 
I call this venting. When you vent, you're making it about you and not about your teen. I remember talking to one mom in my private practice, and I really felt for her. Her daughter was 16 and had just started driving and was out on a Friday night. She was supposed to be home by midnight. Mom was up and Dad was sleeping. Now, it was one in the morning and the daughter still hadn't come home. So then the mom started texting her and there was no response. And now it's 2 a.m. And then she started panicking and texting her friends and still no response. And moms, I bet you can feel what this other mother felt. I mean, she was panicked. Finally, about 3 a.m., her daughter stumbled into the house, and mom lost it. She yelled at her and said, Where the hell have you been? I've been texting, and, and no one knew where you were. Do you know how that made me feel? Do you know what that was like for me? Do you even care? And what was her daughter's response? She laughed. She just kept laughing. She thought it was funny. And why did the daughter laugh? She was high. And mom kept venting and wasn't clear at all. And eventually, sleepy dad got up and just started yelling at both of them. This was absolutely the wrong time all the way around for this family to try to have a conversation. Okay, this has taken me a long time to finally get to tell you why it's not personal. So why is it not personal? Teens are hardwired for drama. And the main reason for that is the higher brain, which has all the wealth of abilities to be successful in life, is undeveloped. And the lower brain is left in charge. And when that part of the brain is in charge, it's a hot mess. It's the part of the brain that is driven by rewards, loves taking risks without weighing the consequences, sees things very black and white, so often misinterprets things, like, she hates me, she loves me. And so that part of the brain is really dramatic and often jumps to the wrong conclusions and loves to make impulsive, risky decisions. It's all accelerator and no brake. This is the part of the brain that is calling the shots most of the time in the teenager. And what's confusing for moms is when we look at our teens, they they look like adults. So we feel like we're talking to an adult, and, um, and I've done a podcast on this, so you can look for this, but that is the maturity gap, which often confuses parents because the, the intellect and their physicality is very developed. But this emotional component, morality, and maturity component are very immature. When adults are calm, all the different parts of the brain are communicating to each other, and the communication is quick and efficient. Therefore, the brakes and accelerator are working together, and so the car is safe to drive. And that's a metaphor for the brain. But the higher and lower brain of a teen... They don't communicate efficiently. It's iffy, flaky, intermittent. One minute, it looks like your teen is mature, and the other minute, they don't. And that's what you're dealing with. And so, of course, that's confusing. The thing that is tricky for moms is this is all hidden from us. We can't see their brains. 
So if we saw a very visible disability on our teen, we wouldn't take that personally because we would see that disability. But because we don't see it, and it's not visible because it's an immature teenage brain, we do take it personally. Remember when I told you about my daughter yelling out, I hate you, when she was a young teen? When I understood the neuroscience of the teenage brain, it really helped me to step back. I realized that I hate you actually meant I am mad at you, that you won't let me dot, 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 just fill in the blanks. In that moment, she hated me, which was that she was really mad at me, because I wasn't going to let her see her friends or I wouldn't buy her something. I don't remember actually what those are, but it was in that category. Now think about this. If I knew that I hate you really meant I am mad at you because I set a limit, then I would have a completely different response than if I took it personally. I would be clear-headed. I'm not letting it in or analyzing it or pondering those words in my heart. It doesn't knock the wind out of me. I don't take it personal. I can see that she has poor impulse control, and, and that's what she was feeling in that moment. And what she needs to learn is how to control those impulses so that she can become a healthy adult and not be a loose cannon in the world. And so now at 23, she's a completely different person. So... Now, my focus is about her and not about me because I'm not taking it personally. I can deal effectively with those behaviors. And because I don't take it personally, I can be a capable parent. But if I had taken things personally, it would have knocked me out for the day. I would be obsessed with what she said and couldn't get it out of my head. I would have to journal a whole lot. Maybe even get several therapy sessions, bother all my friends, analyze and evaluate every relationship I've ever had, and why am I a failure here too? Um, And my daughter would have been left off the hook because I had turned all that energy and attention onto myself instead of where it needed to be on her behavior. Also, another reason you shouldn't take things personally is teens are so emotionally volatile And because teens are under pressure and living in a state of stress, they are like a volcano and an iceberg. And so, in what way might you ask? Well, teens are like an iceberg because we parents only see the tip of the iceberg. We only see the surface of our teens. We don't see what's below the surface. And that goes deep. And a teen is like a volcano because all can look beautiful on the surface, like think of Hawaii. The hair, outfit, and shoes look absolutely perfect. But then when you are not expecting it, the teen blows and spews hot lava from the core of her being or his being. Now, imagine you're picking up your teen from school. You've been busy at work and you moved heaven and earth to be at school on time. And what you don't know is that your daughter feels stupid after failing a chemistry quiz. Her best friend blew her off at lunch and sees her BFF flirting with the guy that she now has a crush on. And then her arch enemy told her to F off right before she gets in your car. And all you see is that she's quiet. And then you ask her a question like, how was your day, dear? And she says, fine. And then you say, Do you have any homework? 
And by the way, these are very lame questions. And she says in a real sarcastic manner, no. And then you say, don't talk to me like that. And then the volcano blows. And she says, all you care about is yourself. You don't care about me. You think you're so perfect. Now, you can take that personal, or you can label this behavior as offloading uncomfortable emotions, as the psychologist would say. Your daughter is offloading anger. You know the expression, don't poke the bear. Well, don't poke the bear. Give her some time to be quiet. Let her find a way to let off her own steam. And let her approach you when she is more relaxed. All right, so a great question for y'all is, how can you protect yourself from not taking things personally? One, well, sometimes you do take things personally. And that's because we're human beings and moms, we do care and we are open-hearted. And sometimes we do get triggered or hooked. We can't avoid it completely. But what happens over time is that we start to filter more and more of those comments out so that not everything gets through to us. But still, maybe about 10% of the barbs do go through. And even now, my 23-year-old daughter can say something that feels like an arrow that goes straight to my heart. But I give myself grace. I don't ignore it. I journal my feelings. I get some space so that I can look at it from another perspective, usually hers, and where she is developmentally. I talk to my sister, who's my super safe person. I pray. And then everything that has been stirred up inside of me starts to settle down. And if there's something that I need to do or say to my daughter, I have the clarity that I need. All right, number two, what can help you not take things personally is the mother shield. Okay, you can see that I really like metaphors. So here's another one for you. The mother shield. And the mother shield controls what goes into your heart or mind. You don't have to let it in, analyze it, get defensive or angry. You just don't let it in. You can start to learn when to let down the shield and let her into your heart. And when you, and when you better pick up that mother shield. See, you want to tune into your teen. This is crucial to have a healthy attachment. But it's also important to know when to tune them out. Not everything they say you want to hold close and dear to your heart. If they are offloading anger, pick up your mother shield. If they walk in after curfew and are high or drunk, pick up that mother shield. If you're setting a boundary or you take away the phone, pick up the mother shield. If they are stressed, hungry, sleepy, have that mother shield nearby. If they are stressed in finals, if they're about to have tryouts, if they're going on a first date or a first inter interview, have that shield nearby because they're stressed and they're going to be wanting to take out that stress on somebody. In other words, yes, if they're emotionally flooded with negative emotions, that volcano is going to blow and you might be poking the bear, just to use a bunch of metaphors here. So you know the difference when your daughter is being vulnerable and open with you and really sharing her difficult feelings. That's the time to take the shield down. But if she is in attack mode and blame mode, that shield can go back up. All right, three, another thing that can help you not take things personally 
is to take really good care of yourself. If you haven't taken good care of yourself, if you are tired, exhausted, or have been overgiving, if a lot is demanded of you, you're in a difficult season in your life, you need to be extremely kind to yourself. You can't expect that your teen will take care of you. And I mean, they're probably not going to say, oh, mom, you've got so much going on. Let me help you. And unfortunately, it's usually the opposite. Often when you're most vulnerable, the teen can turn up the venom. So you take responsibility. You give yourself that permission to be kind to you. And I amen that. Give yourself that permission to be kind to yourself and even luxuriously, deliciously generous to yourself. If you have depleted your mothering resources, it's hard not to take things personally. You don't have the energy to pick up the mother shield. But having lunch with a friend, a massage, a girl's weekend, a retreat, yoga class, hot bath, walk on the beach, or in the woods can do wonders in replenishing those mother reserves. Another way to be kind to yourself is to give yourself space to reflect and journal and get perspective. You need that space to allow yourself to feel the feelings and even name what you're feeling and let them pass through you instead of trying to push them down. Tears can be a wonderful release and provide you wonderful information. And use your tears wisely. Don't use them to put yourself down as a victim. Use them to make glorious changes for you and your family. And so the next time your partner says things like, don't take it personally, you can agree with them and say, honey, you're right. And the way for me to do that is to have a weekend away or a night with my friends. So you can really help me not take things personally. If I can get some time off and some rest. So if you step up and you do the parenting, I can take that much needed break. And that's a win-win for everyone. So you don't need to get mad at him, and you can have an enjoyable atmosphere at home. So mom, my assignment for you is to do one thing for yourself that is kind. Hey everybody, this concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best selling and award winning book, Dial Down the Drama Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a Guide for Mothers Everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.